Bretto, can you believe it? The Wellness Summit is almost here. Oh, I'm P. I'm so excited. I don't know what to do with myself. Well, Bretto, it's been two long years since our last Wellness Summit. And if you're listening to this, folks, and don't have a ticket, then... What are you doing? The Wellness Couch family of podcasters gather for two days in Melbourne on Saturday, August 25 and 26, featuring... The Queen of Nutrition, Cindy O'Meara. The rock star of wellness, Dr. Damien Christoph. Connect with your spirit and soul with Barley Bomb survivor, Karen Smith. Self-care is on the menu with Kim Morrison. Master the art of aging well with the one and only Marcus Pierce. Oh, shucks, Bretto. What about how to recover from rock bottom with Dr. Brett Hill? Master your stress with Dr. Maria Zushman. Get empowered with Imogen Bailey. Female health experts Dr. Andrea Huddleston and Ashley Bond. Master your sleep with Audra Starkey. The natural nutritionist Steph Lowe. Australian Idol winner, Wes Carr. Woohoo! And Quirky Cooking's Joe Witten and Fuad Kassab and a whole lot more. Oh, what a lineup, MP. Seriously, why would you not be coming to the Wellness Summit? Not to mention our world-class exhibition of Australia's most incredible, sustainable wellness products and services. MP, we've done the final layout. There are less than 100 spaces left. And there's only a few discounted tickets available at thewellnesssummit.com. Marcus, be there or be square. Zazen Alkaline Water presents the 2018 Wellness Summit, Saturday, August 25 and 26 at the Collingwood Town Hall. Getting quick, folks. The final release of discounted tickets available at thewellnesssummit.com. See you there, Bretto. Time to be the queen of your stress. With the queen of stress, Dr. M. Hey there, BQS listeners, and welcome to our 44th episode. I'm Dr. M, and this podcast is designed to help inspire change in how you see, manage, and use your stress. So you can be the queen of your stress, not your stress being the queen over you. In today's episode, I am beyond excited, BQS listeners, to have a very special guest on the show. You know, in life, there's that person that comes into your world and you know from the minute that you meet them that it's going to be a game-changing moment. Well, this lady certainly was that for me back in September 2016 when I went along to an amazing evening that she was holding at her restaurant, which happens to be the most awarded Vietnamese restaurant in the world, Red Lantern. Pauline Nguyen is a spiritual entrepreneur, an international award-winning author, an international speaker. She owns multiple businesses, has two remarkable children, and in my words, is an enigmatic game changer. I'm blessed to call her a great friend, and we run our Ziva Life Collective Retreat together each September, and I am truly honoured to have her on our show over the next few weeks. So a big, big welcome to BQS, Pauline. Thanks for being on the show today. Hey, Dr. Maria, thank you so much for that very <laughs> generous introduction. Um, 44th podcast, congratulations. Ah, thank, thank you. And I'm, I'm so excited to have you on the next couple of episodes because, you know, I've been wanting to interview you for a long time. We have such awesome conversations anytime we are together in person or via Skype or however we can communicate. And you're, you're such a wealth of knowledge and I'm, I'm excited that we get to, to scratch the surface a little for our BQS listeners, because obviously on our podcast, we can only dive so deep. That's why um, we are both so inspired for our Ziva Life Collective Retreat, because we get to dive that bit deeper. Yes. Absolutely. And hello, everyone, for listening. <laughs> hello, so, and thank you. 
Oh, you're welcome. Well, th- so P, over the next couple of episodes, I'm I'm excited to dive a little deeper into a couple of key areas with you. Yes. We're, BQS listeners, we're going to talk a little more about what sleepwalking is, it's something that Pauline talks about quite regularly, and I really want her to dive a bit deeper for you all so that you can you can understand whether you're sleepwalking or whether you're awake. I'd love to dive a bit, P, into how you manage all the projects that you run because to the outside looking in, People think you're busy, busy, busy all the time and you achieve so much. I know you have a few, a few tricks and, uh, and tools to be able to achieve all of that. And then also we want to talk more about why it's so important to retreat, renew and recharge and, and how men and women really do that differently. Because I know many years ago when we first met, that was one of the most impactful things. There's many things you talk to me about that I find impactful, but that was one of the really big learns that I had and I didn't have an understanding around how different we function in that. But uh, that will will be for a little bit later on down the track. The first thing I wanted to ask you is to talk a little bit more about what sleeping walking is. I I loved a story you shared a little while ago, but it popped back up on Facebook recently about the experience you had in the supermarket when when you were talking to a lady in the the shopping, in the uh, checkout aisle. Yes. Sleepwalking means you're going through life going through your day unconsciously. Um, it's almost that like you're uh, in zombie mode mm. and you accept that this is how life's supposed to be and uh, you're not aware that um, life is not meant to be living it by default to say this is my lot. Uh, it's to live your life by design, mm. to consciously say what do I want in my life in the future? How do I want for it to look like? What do I need to do to feel the way I want to feel every day? And um, it's, it's to be conscious, to be aware. And so awareness, you can be aware while you're eating your food or you can be aware that you're brushing your teeth, if you're aware that you're sleeping, but to be absolutely conscious is to say, how do I want to live my life by design? What do I want my thoughts to be? What do I want my words to be? How do I want to evolve and develop? Um, how do I want to upgrade my character? And it's making those conscious decisions every day rather than falling unconscious, rather than forgetting that we actually have a choice. And so the, the story that you, you mentioned, um, it was um, uh, quite an interesting day and so even in the actual awareness of this particular situation is an example of consciousness Mm. and so we were standing at Coles and um, I was standing behind this woman and you know when you look at someone and and you know that uh, there's possibly decaying on the inside um, they're, they're, they're not a picture of health. Um, when you are in stress or anger or fear, you have um, what you, we call low vibration. Why? Because your torus field, your energy space contracts. Mm. Um, when you're in high vibration, when you're full of joy and compassion and love, your energy field, your torus field expands. And this is when you can master influence on other people. And so... Um, uh, this is where you can meet someone and you say, oh, my God, they had this magnetic energy. Mm. They made me feel a sense of increase. Um, I really loved being around them because when someone is full of those um, elevated emotions, their energy field expands. Mm. 
and it, uh, it's this invisible force that affects other people. Whereas when you're experiencing the emotions of uh, fear, anger, anxiety, overwhelm, you're filled contracts and you send a low vibration. And that's when people um, say, I don't know what it was about them. I, I just, I just didn't feel right or didn't feel good, you know? And, um, and, and we know it, it sometimes people don't even remember what you said, but they know how you made them feel. Absolutely. Um, and so um, just, you know, I'm always very conscious of how people carry themselves or what their energy space was. And this woman uh, was standing ahead of me. And um, again, uh, observation. Um, I looked uh, what was in her trolley and I find um, human beings fascinating. And uh, she sensed that I was uh, observing her as I was waiting in line. <laughs> and she turned around and she said to me, it's a pain in the neck, isn't it? And I said, what, what's a pain in the neck? My neck's fine. I've just gone to see the chiropractor. I had a massage. It's all good. She goes, it's a pain in the neck. All of it. It's all a pain in the neck. And I was fascinated to know what was a pain in the neck for her um, because her posture um, showed me that um, she possibly really did have pain in the neck. Mm. Um, and um, she said, this waiting in line, all this waiting, uh, you know, people, people everywhere. And um, the reality is it's life. You're at Coles. You have to wait in line. <laughs> it's, a way, it's the way it works. It's, it's, it's the way it works. Yeah. And, um, and she mumbled stuff and my heart went out to her because, wow, how must she see life? Mm. Um, rather than standing in line and using that opportunity to possibly um, observe others. Mm. Um, uh, think about uh, what emotions you want to feel or even have a standing meditation. <laughs> um, uh, and, and how many conversations do we hear about uh, similar in, in that vein? You know, I'll, I'll be standing um, in line uh, to get ready to go on the plane. And there'll be conversations around me complaining about having to stand in line <laughs> or complaining that the plane's late again. And it's complaining, it's complaining, it's complaining. And, um, and I looked inside her trolley and her, her trolley was full of dead stuff. There was yeah. no alive, alive food. Um, it was full of processed frozen foods. And, um, and so there, there, therein lies the cycle. Um, she fed herself dead stuff. She fed herself dead thoughts. Mm. Um, and, uh, and therefore, um, everything is a pain in the neck for her. And so that's, that's one example of, of sleepwalking, of, um, of accepting what your life is, um, spending your whole day reacting, reacting to having to stand in line, mm. um, reacting to the ways of the world and being ignorant or apathetic about the bigger issues in the world. Um, sleepwalking is, is not, uh, really being considered uh, about what you're eating and what you're putting into your body um, is, is not being aware of your posture, uh, is not being aware that your thoughts about other people are, are often so judgmental. And, um, you know, judgment, my, my neuroscience coach refers to it as the right-wrong virus, mm. uh, a mind-operating system that has error detection at its core. And this is essentially a prevalent human condition. We go around detecting errors in people. We judge people. Um, we, we, we look for stuff that's wrong rather than seeing the stuff that's good. You know, I, I was looking for um, stuff that was good or, or good, but I couldn't find it. And that's the difference, right? Um, when you look for it based on your own framework and your own judgment, you may not find it because mm. you, you are unable to find it. Whereas if we see 
if we see things, it's, it's different again. And, and the reality is that um, those who judge the most are always secretly the ones who feel the most judged. Um, other, other examples of sleepwalking is if, if you feel that you have don't control, if you feel that you don't, um, have a sense of control in your life, um, your default emotions are anxiety, fear and worry, or, um, you spend a lot of time, um, looking at um, gossip magazines or, mm. or watching um, television and you are very affected by uh, the stuff that television, the fear, or you have to look at television to get your sense of adventure or your thrills or the celebrities and, and the athletes in these magazines become your role models for success. Uh, there's so many things where... Um, when you start to awaken a little bit, when you start to come out of the sleepwalking nature, it's saying, wow, this is no, and enough. This is mm. not going to be my life. Um, I, I, I need things to be different now. I need to choose my thoughts. I need to really be conscious of what I'm putting into my body. I need to be really conscious of the words I use because our conscious mind and our subconscious mind, it's, its job is to prove us right. Mm. Right. And and that, yeah, absolutely. And that's so powerful people. Because so many people that I speak to, it's almost like they don't realize that the choice is there for them. That they feel like they've been given something that they're stuck with. Yeah, but, but we, the, the choice is, and, and this is when we awaken a little bit, we awaken mm. to say, um, okay, uh, life, life is change, life is pain, pain is inevitable, mm. but the suffering, the suffering, that's a choice, mm. that's a choice. Absolutely. And so one of the questions that I have with that, and, and I'd love your take on it, is because a lot of people hear about, say, positive thought and that they always have to be in positive thought and they shouldn't have any pain or negativity. What's your take on that? Um, I don't do positive thinking. Mm. Um, I do positivity, uh, yes. but I, I do a whole lot of optimism. Oh, I like that. So um, optimism is, is saying... I am fully aware that life has its challenges. I am fully aware that life is challenges. Mm. Um, change is the only constant. We can always rely on our mate change. And so life means that not only must I embrace change, I actually have to learn to expect change. Mm. Not only must I learn to expect change, you know what? How about I be the change? Ooh, I like that. And so when, when we understand that is a part of life and, and change is easy, change will always happen, but the struggle and the suffering that humans have is the fear of change mm. and, and the umming and ahhing of, you know, do I have to leave this house? Do I have this leave this relationship? You know, it's always going to be such a hassle. Um, am I going to be rejected? And, and so it's the, the changing framework, the change in the frame of mind to say, this is actually life. And I can actually reframe and change myself so that I can see that if I remain optimistic, the more optimistic I remain, the higher my vibration, the higher my electromagnetic signature, which means I have the opportunity to repel and attract what I am optimistic about. And the more you optimistic you are, the more optimistic things that you will attract. 
So it's, it's, it's not denying that life is, has obstacles and challenges. Mm. It's saying the obstacle is the way mm. because on the other side of the obstacle is my pot of gold. Positive thinking, however, is like shutting your eyes, shutting your ears and going, la, 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 la. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Nothing bad out there. It's all good. It's all it's, good in my little yeah. that, padded that's room. Called, that's called delusion. <laughs> yes. And, and that's why positive thinking doesn't work because um, when, when you actually experiment and when you try positive thinking versus optimism, you start getting incongruent internally mm. because the incongruence is, wait a minute, everyone's saying this positive thinking thing works. It's not, you know, I'm still getting some negative shit. Yeah. Um, it's a, yeah, because it's not life. That, that's not life, you know? And so optimism um, falls into um, self-empowerment, being a delusional optimist. Optimist says, uh, no matter what life throws at me, I will find a way and I will handle it mm. with joy. That's cool. I really like that. I think that's so powerful because a couple of things to that. One is that we can get stuck in that trap of, oh, but so-and-so, this celebrity said that that was so important to be in positive thought all the time. Well, that's really difficult when, as you've just pointed to so beautifully is that as they say in the classics s-h-i-t happens and then yeah. it's 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 how, it's how you deal with it from there right and so and the awakening process Pia, i'd love you to speak a little bit about this is when somebody wakes up do they sometimes fall back to sleep or once you're awake do you stay awake constantly or are there different areas in your life you might still be a bit sleepy or blind to yeah. So um, I really want to um, first put a big uh, blanket over this is that um, I, there, there's something called um, spiritual materialism and uh, I'm very conscious of spiritual materialism being that sense of superiority. Mm. I hear it so often. People saying, man, you're still asleep, wake up. Uh, and, and, and then they more they learn about uh, waking up and self-empowerment and all that. And they, they actually forget that they too were once asleep. Mm. And so they throw judgment on those who are still asleep. Um, and in life, when you can, for example, when I coach and I mentor others and I see in them who I used to be, Mm. And so if you are um, talking to your child or talking to a friend and your language is, um, can't you see, I, I le- these are the lessons I used to learn and, 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 and you're getting upset with them. Um, and, and that's a direct reflection on, on you not coming to terms with you being once there. Mm. And so when you're able to have a conversation with someone who you can see yourself being years ago, um, but you look at them with absolute compassion and love, mm. and you can look at them in that position that you were in before and be able to come and look at it from a state of compassion and say, man, your journey is going to be amazing. Everything's going to be okay, but I'm going to let you learn your lessons. Oh, sure, I'll make a suggestion, but I'm not going to get upset with you for not being awake yet. Yeah. <laughs> and and that, that's a, a really good example of spiritual materialism. You hear it so much now. It's like, why, why are you giving that person a hard time? They're, they're still on their journey, you know? And so <clears throat> to come back to your question, 
the process of awakening is, is mostly about being aware and conscious of your thoughts, your behaviors of how you show up throughout your day. Mm. And, and it can come up and down. You can fall into states of consciousness or, or, or unconsciousness. And sometimes you can be um, uh, uh, vaguely aware or completely conscious of it. But the fact that you're already noticing it is a beautiful piece. Mm. And I, um, once you start to awaken, there's certain areas that you will awake more to, but you cannot fall back asleep in that area. So once you're awake in, in a certain area, you yep. can't go back to sleep, but other parts of life, your awareness, your consciousness might not be totally awake just yet. Yeah, because you are reminded of who you truly are. Mm. And so the process is to awaken, remember, awaken, remember, awaken, remember. And if, um, to, if you haven't been um, paying attention to the conversations of society, of um, mindfulness, meditation, consciousness, peace, love, um, collaboration, unity. If you haven't been aware and not paying attention to this evolution of the human race, then you've either been, you know, living under a very big rock or um, still very, very much asleep because um, it's the it's it's the next evolution of the human race we're evolving into this mass awakening beyond the trappings of um who we were before of the mind and you know i look around and um in my world it's so many entrepreneurs and and so many business people um and so many people and um you know some of whom are extremely successful but that doesn't mean that they're not suffering internally mm. and and so many of them you know suffer quietly and silently on their own because they feel or they think that's their lot and it, it hurts my heart to see them in so much pain because the, in this modern time the, the great suffering we all have is mental suffering mm. um, and, and it's suffering of the mind and um, all fear, anxiety and suffering rises from the delusion of an untamed mind and so um, spirituality is about um, taming that untamed mind. Wow, BQS listeners, that's the end of the first instalment from our three-part series with the enigmatic Pauline Yuen. I'm so excited to share the second component and second part of our interview. And remember, if it's time for you to make change and you're looking to really take time out of your regular day and life to be able to redesign and create an expansive space for yourself, make sure you check out www.zivalifecollective.com. Well, as I said, that's it for this week. We're looking forward to catching you next week. Bye for now. Well, that's it for today's podcast, BQS listeners. Thanks again for joining us. Remember, if you would like to subscribe, make sure you hit subscribe on iTunes. And if you want to stay in touch, check out our Facebook page, The Queen of Stress, or on our Insta, The Queen of Stress. For more information and show notes, be sure to go to thequeenofstress.com to continue our journey together. Hope you have a fabulous week and I'll catch you next time. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives.
Also, Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners. These podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.